What a difference. The Talkbuster Podcast. Hi, I'm Chris Chipman. You may remember me from such podcasts as the Chipman Brothers Tangent and Creating Geeks, a parenting podcast of great responsibility. I'm here to bring you back to the late 90s, early 2000s, a time of amrays and clamshells, a time of late fees and VHS tapes being replaced by DVDs, a time of stale gumballs and overpriced candy. Yes, that's right. I am talking about the time of Blockbuster Video, the Walmart of the video rental industry, the mom-and-pop video store killer, the corporate big-choice video store that everybody loved to hate. Blockbuster is mostly gone now. Kids today will never know the crazy Friday and Saturday nights with lines wrapped around the store to rent the next big movie. No more will regulars, who are in the know, arrive at 10 a.m. on Tuesdays to snatch up the new rentals that week before the weekend rush. Most of all, no longer will young movie geeks like myself have the memories I, and many others like me, made while working there. You see, under all of the corporate evil and bad practices, Blockbuster was a home, a comfort, a place where I made lifelong friends and even met my wife. It is because of these memories that I, and I'm sure many of you, have that the Talkbuster podcast was created, a place for me and others to share our memories of what once was, of the before time, of the long, long ago. I'm looking forward to see where this goes, how it evolves. Join me, won't you? Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another fun-filled episode of the Talkbuster podcast. You know, your place for conversations about video rental. Um, few and far between, video rental has been dying for a very long time. Um, and it's not always about Blockbuster. As you know, I'm, I'm from Blockbuster Video originally, but I rented at all the other mom and pops in the area, and that nostalgia bleeds out past that company. Those of you who have listened to earlier shows in the podcast know that I've had people from porn shops. I've had people from, um, you know, uh, GameStop. Um, you know, it, it doesn't really matter what walk of life or where that industry as a whole is um, is something that kids now or just any teenagers, adults now just haven't really experienced. And it's all very different. So before I get into today's very special guest, that's a little hint at what type of part of the rental industry we're talking about. I'd like to thank my $15 or more a month patrons. You are Mason, Christopher Finnick, Patricia Chipman, Hugh K. Campbell Jr., Alex Peregrine, Kevin CV, Mike the Gatherer, Tyler Freshcorn, Mark Price, Collaborating Online, Alex Shaw, Seth Comfort, Seth Decker, Andrew Krause, Little Nikki, Robert V. Aldrich, Aaron Moriarty, Carolyn Thompson, Scott Arcuri, and Shore Hansen Gusted. And to my new two newest patrons, Christopher Sadler and Joey Ranish, thank you all so much for the support. And with that, um, I have Dan, or Daniel, sorry, um, from Wisconsin, right, Daniel? I'm originally from Duluth. I went to college in Superior, Wisconsin, which is where I uh, first started working for Mr. Movies. Awesome. And Mr. Movies, g give me a little background about this place. Do you know how big the uh, the the reach was? Was it like two stores? Was it ten? Like, what's the? So you know, I. I... I don't have a, a clear sense on that. It, I, I worked in one in Superior, Wisconsin, and then I moved to the cities, and I then I started working on one in Invergrove Heights. My sense is that there was um, a smattering of them in uh, Minnesota, and then maybe like one in South Dakota or something like that. Um, I don't have the facts on that one. Oh, that's yeah. okay. That's okay. It looks like yeah, they were, yeah, they were Wisconsin, Minnesota. 
that looks to be the reach just from looking here. But tell tell me about it. Like, um, when when did you when did you start? Or what's sorry uh, before we even get there? God, I'm jumping the gun. What's your background with with video rental? So let's see. I actually worked in a movie theater when I uh, came out of high school, and uh, and then I started going to college. Um, or no, I I moved. Yeah, I moved to Superior, which is where I went to college, and then I changed jobs. And so, video store was a smooth transition in that respect. I knew someone. A friend of mine was a manager at Mister Movies. Um, so I don't know. I just started working there. It's uh, um, I would say it, it seemed to be a much smaller than blockbuster at least it, it, you know it didn't have as much uh paraphernalia uh about but yeah i don't know it was its own flavor yeah i'm um, looking at some photos which which i assume are of it and i it's really cool yeah it kind of reminds me of um we, we had movie gallery I, I know they were a bigger reach but it kind of oh, has yeah, that yeah. feel yeah i totally movie gallery there was another place Oh yeah, I was trying last night. I was trying to remember the name of uh, another movie uh, video place. I think it was it was not Video Vision. It was like Video Universe or Movie Universe or something. Oh, I think I think I had a Video Universe. May have been an interview that I did a couple weeks ago. Also, um, shout out to to Stefan, who's a constant and frequent collaborator with me for um, you know finding. All, all of you cool people that uh, can talk to me on this show. Um, that was, I think, Troy Reishi, who is still there. Uh, Video Universe, I believe, is still open. Yeah, it oh. is, because, yeah, I was talking to him. That Cool shout-outs to earlier shows. Let's see, is he still on my list, or did I put that away into the background? Um, let's see uh, what, what we're talking But, yeah, no, so that's really cool. Um was did can you think of any others where there are a lot of small like mom and pop ones or yeah. uh there um so in superior wisconsin uh there was one sort of a mom and pop place i don't I, I think it was like 8th street video um and uh yeah you know it there was a big collection uh in there i don't remember any other places like that um, I remember the only video store I was aware of in Amory, Wisconsin, which is also where I, I, I would work during the summers. Uh, cool. there was like one, cause that was, that was kind of a small town, um, kind of a middle of nowhere. Well, it's Wisconsin. It's a, but, um, <clears throat> it was, uh, yeah, it was a sort of something like a, I think it was, it was like a gas station slash video store. I remember. Uh, nice. I I mention it because, well, because I remember it, but I remember it because I, I remember, and I'm sure you've heard stories like this of places where, like, I'm browsing, going along the um, on the shelves of this very sparse movie collection in this middle middle of, from my point of view, middle of nowhere shop, and I. I pick up two box arts or covers or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? The yep. box art. Yeah. Two pieces of box art from two separate movies that were right next to each other. And I said out loud so people in the store could hear me. 
huh, what am I feeling like? Uh, Herbie Goes Bananas or Wet and Wild 4? You know? Nice. <laughs> no, th- those are the funnest things. Uh, some some of my favorite uh, stories from, from, you know, being at Blockbuster, since Blockbuster didn't uh, have an adult section, we just had you know, anything that Cinemax would play, like softcore stuff that they could say, well, it was rated so we can rent it. That was their like loophole. Um, But uh, you'd get like something really gnarly that we didn't rent back in like a kid's movie. Yeah. You'd be like, really back to back guys. Like, is this? (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. We always had stuff playing in the store, like in the background. Oh, that's funny. Um, I I know. Yeah. what was that? Oh, because you know you have those televisions, right? So we yep on stuff. Yeah, yeah. We had we had a Direct TV in, in our Blockbuster as well that you could like watch any channel on to like show to the customers. And on busy nights, we'd lock it and steal the remote and put on like you know Pulp Fiction and go in the back room and like wait for the calls to come in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I like the Mr. Movie sign. It's it's really unique to see um, a, a sign for a store that's all undercase. Oh, oh sure, yeah, yeah. I, I like that a lot. That that it, it looks cool. I'm seeing a lot of pictures of different ones, um, and it just has a very like. I mean, it's easy to tell what it is. <laughs> you yeah. know, enough yeah. nothing really flashy or showy. I like the greens and oranges. Um, the color schemes inside the store. This is just what I'm seeing of pictures. I don't know if that was always the case. Yeah. Um, I wish my memory would serve me because I remember thinking why Mr. Movies was better than say blockbuster or video vision, but I don't specifically remember why I, what the content of that thought actually was. I just remember I had my reasons, you know? Well, I I could imagine, you know, and that 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 comes into you mentioned you were at a movie theater and yeah. i think that um in my opinion and let, let, let's see what you have th- there was something even about a blockbuster but just about video rental and the type of interaction and um, experience that it had for employees and for customers that i think places like movie theaters movie theaters fall into the same and they shouldn't Mo- movie theaters should be like the most like nostalgic and wonderful place to be as a movie fan. But for some reason to me, watching the employees at them, at least the chain ones, you know, it just seems like they want to be anywhere else. And it's like, that, that's Uh a bummer. That's a bummer to me because the product you're selling is just such an experience, whether singular or whether in a group, it's, it's why we all love it. Right. And I feel like video stores served that it was more like a comic shop it's like well i'm not just coming here to get this product i'm coming here to browse and to talk and to get recommendations and to geek out about the stuff i like and you know maybe you know some stores i talked to a guy from a store in canada where they'd play um board games in the back like after the store closed you know that to me movie theaters don't have that same feel movie theaters feel more like a best buy or a walmart you know Or it's like, yeah. Does that is that is that your feeling? It's my yeah. I'm completely on the same page. Um, It's very nice to come into a store and be able to just talk about movies. 
you know, with with the person that, you know, if you if I go on Netflix or something, it's not like there's a there's a pop-up screen with like you can interact with someone where you can say, well, this is what do you like? You know, you don't you don't have that interaction, but wouldn't that um, be awesome? Now see, I think so let let's let's uh copyright this between you and I right now. Yeah. The way that they do Uber, th- this is just popping into my head right now, Uber yeah. or call centers. Why can't they just have somebody on a Zoom screen available to be like, hey, ask the resident video nerd, and it just yeah. locks into someone's computer that goes, oh, if you like Total Recall, you'll like other Philip K. Dick stories of this. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. and, and hell, let it be a pre-recorded thing just to see if people enjoy it. You know what yeah. I mean? But I, I think yeah. that person with a smile and uh like and uh you know hearing someone be enthusiastic about it sells it much better than just hey we also think you'd like you know <laughs> well i yeah there's there's so much to say about that i think because um movies movies have so many elements to it that resonate with so many people for so many different reasons um you know, like, um, I can't think of an example, but, or, you know, like food, someone, someone might come in and say, what's a really good Nicolas Cage movie, but is dark. Like, Oh, Hey, I know, you know, and right. Right. uh, Or I want one where he's act where I want a Nicolas Cage movie. It can be cheesy, but I want him to be overacting as much as possible. And then you'd have some person, oh, I want a Nicolas Cage movie, but one where he's like actually doing a good performance. Oh, well, here you go. You know, right. <laughs> or, or whatever, or something really artsy. I'm an artsy person, you know, and you walk into a video store, there's someone who really understands the texture of uh, film, you know, and that you can engage with on many levels. And that is usually definitely true um with the sort of mom and pop stores where you walk in and they just have um can i say shit ton is that yes you can yeah okay. yeah sorry <laughs> the reason i asked you before if i could swear is this is a swear friendly show right. i just okay. didn't want to make you uncomfortable <laughs> All right. but you come in and there's just a shit ton of movies and posters and you know the person behind the corner behind the counter is probably gonna have some opinions and stuff and that that that's really nice and helpful and it's it's it and they're always fun people to engage with and and speak to you know yeah. right and i and i think um i look at blockbuster and any of the bigger companies that like had a stranglehold on you know blockbuster hollywood video movie gallery the ones that really had the huge full country reach they they had to play the the movie theater Best Buy game a little bit where it's like we want people to have the same experience when they come into every store and we want the recommendations to be the same and we want the um, amount of Transformers 2 by Michael Bay to be the same in every store because we have a deal with Universal and Paramount and we need you to hawk that movie. And I think Blockbuster is a store, singular store we as employees were able to turn it into the experience that a place like Mr. Movies was probably able to give. But the difference is a place like Mr. Movies or even a smaller mom and pop or even family video. I talked to them, you know, before they closed, they allowed their employees to make the store its own unique experience for the customers. And I think that's the most important part. You know, you gave a really, really good analogy there. Um, You know, 
most stores you go into, and again, I, I leave Best Buys and things out of it because they really don't have time to hire people who are enthusiasts in the product. You know, yeah, you might get a guy in the you know cell phone area that really is into phones or the Geek Squad folk or something, but that person putting back you know cutlery probably doesn't care all that much about what type of knife you're buying. You, you know, right. uh, but the difference with a Blockbuster is it, it's it's a niche thing but it's a niche thing or video story. It's a niche thing, but everybody's tastes are different. It would be like if you opened a pizza pizza place that made 35 different types of pizza. And I don't mean different toppings. I mean, you got Greek style, Neapolitan style, you know what I mean? And they'd say, Hey, what kind of pizza do you like? Because everyone likes pizza, but everybody has their opinions on what type is better. And that's the thing with a video store. You walk into a video store knowing full well, I love movies. That's probably why you're going into one. Doesn't mean every movie you pick up, you're going to love. And telling someone a little bit about yourself and them being able to go, yeah, okay, well, you know, you like, you like dark comedies, but you don't like dark comedies where, you know, somebody's kids die, you know, or you, you, you that, that way you can like personalize. No algorithm is going to be able to figure that out. Yeah. So I look at it. There's uh okay. So as we're talking, um, I, some stories, uh, some stories are coming to mind. I'm awesome. Wondering if that's I, the best part of the show. Right. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. So first, very quickly, one thing that, uh, kind of piggyback on what you were, what we were just talking about when I worked in the Mr. Movies at Invergrove Heights, I had a manager, her name was Nicole. Um, I actually have a few stories from that place, but, um, I remember telling a customer, you know, a customer asked me, is this movie any good? I don't remember what the film was, but, you know, I said, no, it's not. Don't don't watch it or waste your time. And she reprimanded me because, like, no, you're supposed to be a salesperson. You sell the product. And Uh. that was such. I can't imagine anyone who listens to your podcast who would think that that was a good thing to a good approach. You know, that's. you you want to connect it's about connecting with people having the relationships um the fact that i was able to say hey i know it's good this is why you know um yeah you know that that is a a key element in in uh in video rentals but it's the difference it's the difference between wanting a customer to come back and wanting them to spend as much as possible right then yeah um and it's 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 the uh it's the problem that fast food chains have been dealing with the entire time they've existed is how how much can we play with how much we put into making the experience when you're here good how much we can make the food as not good as possible but you still enjoy it so that you keep coming back but also spend a lot when you're here and yeah. blockbuster and video stores in general fought with that all the time because you get these big wig people coming in who are there to fix other retail chains where that approach works really well, right? If you're selling cars, you know, or if you're selling, um, you know, things on commission, yeah, getting the sale is the most important. Blockbuster wasn't a commission store. It was a commodity store. It was like a convenience store. You know, people are coming no matter what, make the experience better. So they only come to you, you know, 
And by the way you do that is have an employee that's going to go, no, I'm not going to tell you that thing you walked in that you wanted tonight that we didn't have is the best movie ever. I'm not going to like let you leave upset. I'm going to recommend you something you might like more. And that that's unbelievable. Um, that human interaction, it takes seconds. Right. And like you said, the company companies in, in general, the way the video store industry was moving, wanted you to be a salesman. They wanted you to sell people stuff you knew they wouldn't like because it got you the most money. And I hated that. Yeah, it's 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 just ridiculous. Um, all right. So one one story that comes to mind as as you were talking, it just sort of pops in my head as I remember this. And I haven't thought about this in a long time. When I was working in the Mr. Movies at Invergrove Heights, uh, <laughs> I remember there was like two two demographic of children would always want really scary horror movies. Yep. Teenage girls and like eight-year-old boys. Eight and ten, eight, ten, eleven-year-old boys and like teenage girl like look for that's what that's at least that's what i remember thinking like i remember You're, yeah you hit the nail on the head and and <laughs> i remember these like two boys they must have been 10 years old and they're looking for horror movies and <laughs> they they were looking and looking and looking and they couldn't find it and so um i was like oh Guys looking for scary movies, huh? <laughs> yeah, and and I I don't even remember if there was some rule like I couldn't rent out to certain age groups I, in ratings. I don't remember if there was a rule like that. I I do remember thinking that the the kids were thinking like they were going to get away with something maybe by renting a horror movie. I remember they seemed to have that vibe, but they were looking looking. I was like, so you're looking for scary movies? Yeah, okay. Well, it's good luck. They're like, do you know any scary movies? I'm like, well. There's this one, but I don't know. I, I kind of feel like, um, you know, you're you're kids, and I I don't want I don't want you to have bad dreams. It's really super freaky, and I'm I'm oh, still oh, oh. I'm still getting, you know, wigged out by it. Honestly, I saw it a week ago. I just can't. I'm like, no, what is it? Um, I think you should look for yourself. I really don't want to tell you. I don't want the responsibility. Whatever. No, no, tell us. Like. Uh, are you sure it's extremely scary? Like, um, yeah, no, like, really, really want to know. Come on, tell us, please, please. Like, okay. All right. The scariest movie I've ever seen in this store is, um, you know, and I start like getting chills, like acting like I'm freaked out. It's, it's called, um, I believe the name of it is um, Mary Kate and Ashley went in Rome. <laughs> kids just lead them on and completely deflate them nice exactly. and they're like what no it's not scary i'm like oh no it is you've not seen it you got it if you want a scary movie that's you you know call your friends and watch it they're like don't oh, you know and i kept playing it up as much as possible and they and the the more upset they get at me for like for bullshitting them the more i'd be like i'm so real about it like Oh my gosh, don't, I can't, like, talk to someone who's seen it, okay? Make sure you do that. Like, ask them. because That's like, amazing. We, uh, we had this one old lady that would always come back and return stuff and yeah. want, her, want her money back because she didn't like it. 
and she's <laughs> and again it's like well you watched the whole thing you know you whatever or you know yeah. and and you know it's a, we 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 usually try to be good of like okay benefit of the doubt of course you know you, you know you picked wrong or we gave you a bad recommendation it went on for so long that one day i just turned to my boss and i was like can i can i do something and he's like i'll i'll listen and and i'll step in if if i get and i go all right i go a movie i guarantee you're going to love fight club <laughs> She's like, really? What's it about? And I go, you know, it's 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 a drama about a guy coming to terms with his true self. It's got Brad yeah. Pitt and Edward Norton. Oh, I love them. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's real good. Um, you know, you you should check it out. And he's like, oh, that's perfect. And uh, <laughs> I don't think she even returned it. <laughs> I think we just ended up charging her for it. <laughs> there, there was always someone who would like. I remember something like this would happen often. Um. Like, there was this woman who was, like, she was late. And so we gave late fees, right? And yep. it was like, oh, it's, you know, you're, you're, you owe like, you know, $20 or $40 or something because it's this late. You know, there's other renters who want to rent it, but they can't because you have it or whatever. And this one woman who got all angry about it so she like went out to walmart bought the movie brought us back and they're there you go you have the other movie now and it's like what do you not understand that that is not a fair exchange what you just did but in her mind like buying us a new copy of the movie made up for it or something yeah but yeah there's always people that got really upset with those late fees yeah it's so wild and yeah people just get so angry about stuff like that so pay, paint me a picture, you know, um, how, how busy was your store and um, what year and what years were this when you were working there? <laughs> I have like one, I have to try to remember as best I can. And two, do I want to reveal how old I am? Okay. Oh, so. you, know, you, you don't have to, That's, I mean, I'm, I'll tell you right now I'm 37. So I was in blockbuster in 2001. So it, I, it was, I'm going to say it was 1999. 2000 maybe 2001 it was 2002 when i moved to the twin cities so that's probably when i started working in the inward grove heights store how, how busy were the stores yeah. i just like to know the time period because like sometimes you hear from people oh and in 2013 you know we were booming and i'm like really in 2013 like <laughs> you know that's crazy but in 2002 we would have you know um a line out the door of the store from four in the afternoon till 11 p.m on a friday and wouldn't be able to stop. Like we wouldn't be able to go on breaks or anything. It was crazy. You know, you know what? I um the moments I remember the most are non-busy times. But uh we definitely had busy moments. I think my shift in when I worked in Superior, it was not they were not busy moments. However, um when I worked in Invergrove Heights, they got crazy, crazy busy. Yep. Awesome. It's just cool to paint the picture. And do you do you roughly have an idea of how many movies you guys had? Um, was it was it like roughly the size of, um, I don't know, like your average convenience store? You know, or was it was it bigger? No, it was larger. Um, both, was it like blockbuster yeah. sized? I would say so. Yeah. Oh, awesome! That's that's great. I couldn't tell from the pictures. That's why the you know. You... Well, different stores have different sizes. Um, I remember when Superior, like, when I, because I, when people return the movies, you have to put the box art away or, or yep. put the movies away, uh, depending on how they organize that. 
I remember the one in Invergrove Heights when I started working there, our manager made us put it in exact alphabetical order. And so I was always like late. Like I couldn't put them, I couldn't shelf everything all during my shift because we had so many movie returns. But, you know, with in Superior, it was like, ah, just put any Fs in the F section, doesn't matter. But like in Invergrove Heights, they had to be in alphabetical exact order kind of a boring topic i guess but i i just it's just that meticulousness i remember thinking like does anyone care about this who cares about this you look look for the picture you like and you see that oh it's, yeah uh, they truth. they cared they cared because of the bigger stores were doing it and that was that was the other stores were all about cleanliness and happiness and it's not that creepy dark place with the weird guy behind the counter that knows everything about all of them that, you know, like the blockbusters were trying to do. So I can see, I don't think anyone actually cared, but they were trying to bring in the clientele of like the mother and her kids out on a Friday night, not having to go somewhere skeevy, I think was the idea. Yeah. Um, uh, or, or have to go into a gas station to rent their movies. Like, like you mentioned before. Um, now, were you close with with the, with the team members? Did you guys like hang out outside of work? Did you get along? Uh, with the when I were in Superior, Wisconsin, yes. Um, I because I actually already knew people that worked there. Um, yeah. Um, it was. Yeah, you know, it was it was uh, it, it was nice. You know, talked about there was. Yeah, like as I'm talking about this, I'm remembering like this just weird drama. Uh, one of our coworkers was like having an affair. Like, oh he was shit! Married, but he was married, but he was having an affair, and so his wife would come in looking for him, and we'd know that he was with the other woman, and like, oh yeah, I don't know, he uh, was here earlier. I don't know, you know. I remember that. Um, uh, and I remember, I remember my manager telling him, "Was like, hey, don't, don't bring your bullshit into work, okay?" Like, I remember him telling him that. Um, I remember, but in Invergrove Heights, um, it, yeah, I, I feel like, I want to say my manager was tyrannical, um, because uh like we we never yeah it was very we it, everything worked like a machine yeah well, the thing is, like so here's another story we would get really busy and every friday night um every friday night we do the uh i'm, I'm remembering this we, we'd get really really busy and and then, like, we do the count and, you know, and we do the count and write down how much money we made or we type it in and and send it to corporate. Um, and we would always be $20, almost like exactly $20 off. Like, we'd be missing $20. Oh, yeah. And my manager and this is why i say she's tyrannical is because she would just lose her shit like the next monday whenever that happened it would always happen on a friday the busiest night and the monday she would just yell at everybody 
everybody was just i don't know it was like she was shaming everybody because we lost twenty dollars yeah it it was unreal it it was just so um and she would get during christmas she you know she'd give everyone a calendar for christmas which i felt was like kind of a control freakish thing to do maybe i'm wrong oh jesus no (laughs) you that that (laughs) <laughs> here's yeah. a calendar and an organizer and mm-hmm. um and here's i i i took the liberty of of marking off a couple of key dates for you in there like what <laughs> uh, right and so so like i re- and, and like she said she told everyone who worked there it's like okay look you you guys everyone who worked the tills on friday and it was like three of us everyone who worked the tills on friday it's only fair that you take some of your own money and put it in to replace the $20 since you're responsible. Oh it's my goodness. Not there. You, it's your responsibility. You lost it. And like, and I was the, so I just went along with it. And, and like, I, I had a different mindset at the time. Now I, I, I'm kind of like, well, that's bullshit. I'm not going to do that. You know, but at the, back then I, I kind of was like, Hey, we're all a team. Okay. Like, yeah, I'll put in like, um, uh six dollars and 85 cents or whatever um and and but but i was the only one who did that and um the other person the other people who worked there was like no don't do that that's no so one day one night i was working a friday night we were short twenty dollars again and i did the count i was like and then i had to open the next day saturday so I came in and I'm like, and I was so bothered by the idea that our manager was going to chew out everyone the next Monday that I did the count again on Saturday morning. And I actually left the store to go to my b- bank, like a mile away. And I came back and this is before open. Like I was opening right. before the store open. So it was, so yeah, I guess I was clocked in, but. But I, I left and I came back and I put $20 of my own money in the thing and redid the count. Why? Because I didn't want uh, the manager to just chew everyone out on Monday again because it was so obscene to me that that happens. And so, um, and then the next week I got, I actually got fired, you know, and, and like, it wasn't until I was applying for my next job where I realized, oh my gosh, she thought I was the one that was taking the money because, because she found yeah, my behavior, my behavior completely exemplified someone who would probably be guilty of something, and I just didn't even like make that connection until. <laughs> so like, yeah, she. So to this day, she's probably I don't know doing whatever, thinking, oh yeah, that oh damn Pazak, I remember him. He used to. He used to work at Mr. He stole twenty dollars from us every Friday. You know, she probably still thinks that. I don't know. We yeah. we actually had a manager um at my store that did that. Mm. Um that, that exact thing. Um would have a great big tirade about people's draws. And what she would do is she'd pick the employee that like people liked to steal from. So like they wouldn't lace in because we had like individual names tied to drawers, not just the whole till, you know, oh. for the end of the night. Um, and so, uh, she would, you know, come in and like have a like big meeting and I get sat down with the store manager. Cause it was always me. I was the new employee and they always liked me and my drawers were only short when she was counting them. 
and it was always 20 bucks. And uh-huh. my uh, my assistant store manager said, you know what? And I got the approval of the store manager and said, I'm going to pad Chris's till today uh-huh. and threw an extra 20 bucks in my till. And um, when I was done for the day, Scott, my store manager showed up and went in the back and counted it instead of her. And he uh-huh. said, huh, was, the drawer uh, isn't even. Like as she, you know, she had already walked it to the back room. That's funny because we padded it with 20 bucks. Where's the 20 bucks? And she pulled it out of her pocket. He was like, yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, (laughs) And so Jesus, it's so funny how close because that that, those little things in retail people would do, you know, you you need you need an extra 20 bucks to get, you know, something. Um, We also had the people who would take the for sale movies off the shelf and do and give them to a friend and have the friend do a return on it. Right. Oh my gosh. And then give them the yeah. money. Yep. Yeah. And you'd only ever find it when you did inventory and you know, inventory goes. <laughs> yep. That's yeah. wild. So, um, yeah, that's nuts that you had to, and I, I feel like bad managers came, you know, with, with the, uh, with the territory. We, we had a really good group of guys and girls, um, people, uh, you know, working at our store for a good two or three years. And the company being a big corporate entity had the same thing. Well, a lot of people getting along and there wasn't any turnover and new employees added. They must be stealing from us, hmm. even though our numbers were great. So they split us all up. And yeah. the guy they brought in to manage the store was was evil. And it turned out he was stealing from the company. So we, hmm. we found that out. <laughs> he was stealing PlayStation 2s. And all, and all kinds of other stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, um, you know, w- was there, did you have a lot of regulars? Like a lot of customers yep. that were. Yep. And it was, it was people that maybe they didn't know me, but I knew them type of thing because yep. like, it, it is like, cause you know, Superior Wisconsin is. Is it a big town or small town? I don't know. It's. I feel like it has a small town feel because there's a sense that everyone knows everyone. Um, I knew my professors. I knew their family members. I didn't. Somehow, I made the connection that certain family members of the professors I had at the time would come in and, you know, rent certain things. Um, you know, I'd be like, oh, <laughs> like. <laughs> Oh, Mr. So-and-so's wife rents dirty movies. That's interesting. You know. <laughs> and only when he's out of town. What's going on here? <laughs> right. right. Um, so Superior, Wisconsin is 27,000 people. Um, right. in, in, uh, in comparison to my city in, uh, in Massachusetts, I have 94,000. So I would, say, I would say you are small. Yeah. Or it was small. It 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 was a small town feel. I don't know, a college town. I it it probably yeah. only had that number because it was a college town. I bet you if it wasn't a college town, it would have been like twelve or thirteen. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. One of those. Oh my God! There's a town called Madeline in Wisconsin that only has two hundred and sixty people. Oh, that's fun. How many? Yeah. Wow. Uh, I love I love finding this stuff out about different parts of the country because I, I don't have a uh, a comparison, you know, like Western Massachusetts is very small 
um, you know, that's the Berkshires. That's we say there be dragons there. That's what we oh, yeah. say about out there. Because it's <laughs> it, if you drive out there, it looks like you're in New Zealand. It's just a different place. It's just all mountains. It, it's crazy. But um, you know, I, Massachusetts around here is you know it's all city where I am. So it's you yeah. know. I mean, not all. I mean, I, I live on a pond. I have a nice, but you know, it's it's hard to find small towns around here. Um, so that that's really cool. Do uh, do you know when the Mister Movies that you used to work at, either of them, do you know when they finally closed down? I'm seeing that Mister Movies was like what 2014, 2015. It looks like they might have gone out. I, you know, I don't know. If I had to guess. I would say around uh, 2010. Really? If, if I had to guess, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, it looks like there were a couple left. God, for a while. That's nuts. Where's this one, Mister Movies, in Rapid City? Oh. One of the last movie stores in the country in 2019. It oh, closed wow. its doors on July 11th. Wow. That's nuts. Yeah. But it looks like they took their, their big hit right around the same time as Blockbuster. Yeah. The early 2010s. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. I'm, you know, the well, list- this is, this is fun. So, um, let's see. So you, you worked there while you were in college. Um, did you, did you work, uh, probably more than you should have being in college. That was my problem with working during college. I don't so think like, I, yeah. I don't think I worked um terrible crazy hours. I you know I um you know I'm trying to remember uh more details about the superior store especially I remember that my I think my manager in Invergrove Heights had visited the superior store long ago. So she and she was like, she she said it was filthy and dirty. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I didn't think. So. I think it was just a little right here. Standards a little more disorganized. Um, and I also remember my manager from, or one of my managers, I should say, from the Superior store because there was actually two Mister Movies in Superior, Wisconsin. Um, there was one on. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't remember. One on Tower and then uh Tower Avenue and the other on uh shoot, I don't remember the name of the the, the street. Uh um, all good. Yeah, I don't know. There's one there's one on this road and one on this road. Anyway, um and you know, there was times where I had to go in different stores, rarely though, and then but I remember my one of my one of the managers to one of those stores. He he couldn't stand my manager from Inward Grove Heights when I would like go back to Superior and like, oh yeah, I'm working with Bel- so and so. Belknap Street. Belknap. Yep. Belknap. Right. So wow, yeah. Yep. Go, learn, yep. Remember Belknap. how to pronounce things, Chris. Yeah, to Tower Ave and Belknap Street. Yep. I. How are you looking this stuff up? Because Google. Really. Okay. I mean. Usually when I look stuff up, like stores from the past that don't exist, like I, I can't find stuff. Usually. I just get articles about them closing is, is what oh, I'm finding. Oh, oh clever. Yeah. No, it, it's all good. Listen, it, it, it's, it's a uh, service I provide doing this show. My, my goal is to, <laughs> my goal is to make the conversation good. So you have fun memories that that's the whole yeah. point. 
All right. But but actually, my my alarm is going off. Um, <laughs> unfortunately. So this is when I'll say that I would love to have you back. Um, as soon as possible, just let me know, and we'll just keep going down memory lane. But also give you a really quick opportunity to give a, a shout out or just say anything you want. Um, the the microphone is yours. I don't know. I I'll say hi to Stefan if he's listening. Nice. Uh, He'll love that. <laughs> yep. Um, and, um, I'll tell you what, if I, uh, if I think of any more, uh, uh, video rental stories, I'll, uh, I'll send them your way. Awesome. Yeah. We'll, we'll just have you back on. Even if we just talk about our favorite movie or something for an hour, I don't care, but right. I, I, I am going to get going cause my schedule is nuts. I had an absolute blast. Thank you so much. I hope you had a good time. Yep, I did. All right, and thank you all for listening. Thank you, Daniel, for making it a talkbuster night or day or, uh, you know, whatever time of day it is in the middle of the country where you are right now, an hour or two before me. And uh, please be kind, rewind, and we'll talk to you all soon. Bye.